Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Hadley Heath Manning, Director of Policy at Independent Women's Forum and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. I'm here with Patrice Lee Onwuka, who's a senior policy analyst at IWF, and we're going to be chatting about the economy. Uh, the GDP figures were just released showing that growth is slowed to 3.5% in quarter three. Uh, that's slower than our previous quarter. So I wanted to uh, check in with Patrice, ask her a few questions about how things are going in the American economy right now. Um, what are some good things, bright spots, and what are some areas for concern? So thanks, Patrice, for joining us. And, and of course, thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Terrific. Happy to be here. So let's talk about uh, the bright spots first. I like to start with a glass half full. Um, what's going well in, in the American economy? I mean, are we are we better off? Or are there things that we have to be happy about right now? Absolutely. I think right now, when we look at you know how the economy is performing and what that means for everyday Americans, they are seeing um, low unemployment, um, slowly rate uh, wages are rising. Um, you're seeing optimism strongly within business community, but also within among consumers. So last week, uh, we found out that the uh, gross domestic product, which is, you know, the value or the, the total sum of all of the goods and services that are produced within our nation, you know, we had a growth rate of 3.5%. That's really good growth. Now, it's, it's slightly down from the previous quarters, which I believe was about 4.2%, but still pretty strong. And it's, and it, we, we still are, the economy is still um, performing its <laughs> best uh, in back-to-back in -back quarters for the past four years. So, you know, we are seeing strong growth. The economy is strong, and that translates it, it, due to a couple of different areas. Number one, you've got a healthy job market. I mean, we have unemployment at 3.7%. That is so low. Economists call that full, full employment, meaning everyone who really wants a job can probably find one. Um, so, you know, I think that because we have low unemployment, people have jobs. They are working. They also have tax cuts. They, they're able to keep more of their paychecks, and that means they can go out and spend. And that is great for our economy because that's what's driving such strong economic growth right now. Well, and speaking of spending, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're coming up on one of the best spending times of the year, and that is the holiday season. I mean, maybe this <laughs> week people are, are spending a lot of money on Halloween candy, but uh, I think we're going to see people spending more on gifts, and certainly retailers will be looking to do some seasonal hiring, extra help for the holidays. I'm sure Amazon and other, um, you know, people who do shipping of packages will be looking for extra drivers and delivery uh, personnel uh, just because people like to spend a lot around the holidays. Season, so that's 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 encouraging that that's even yet to come in the end of, of 2018. But I I also want to ask you about uh, the glass half empty. What are some areas for concern in our economy right now? I mean, what would people say who are are being critical of how things are going? What what would they point to? What metrics might give us pause? Sure. So um, and in your your Pelly, you're absolutely right that we are going into the the holiday shopping season, and I'm pretty sure. Our, the, court, the fourth quarter of the year, we'll see pretty strong growth again, perhaps even stronger than last quarter. But where are those, those soft areas? Well, the housing market is one of the biggest soft areas in our economy right now. Um, investments in housing fell about 4%. 
Uh, and, and it's been the, uh, the fourth or sorry, the third straight quarter where you're seeing a decline in housing investments. What that means is that you're not um, home builders, not building as many houses. Um, that means that you have fewer houses on the market. And that's that's going to mean that, of course, the prices of houses are rising. Now, if you're a homeowner, it's great to have how uh, the, the the value of your home increase. But if you're a if you're a buyer, that means you're you're going to be paying more, obviously. And if you can't afford to do that, you're going to hold off. And so I think you've seen a slowing of the number of houses sold as a result. Um, and then let's bring in another actor here, and that is the Federal Reserve. Um, the Federal Reserve has been pretty, you know. Um, consistent in how they are uh, raising rates, uh, raising rates by uh, interest rates by about a, a, a quarter of a percentage every quarter. So or, or 0.25% every quarter. And that makes it more expensive for Americans to to purchase to to borrow money to purchase their homes. That is having an impact on the housing market. Uh, a second area that I think is a, is a soft area or an area con- of concern is really in trade. So we saw that U.S. exports um, is another area where uh, they're <laughs> lower than usual. And that it has in part to do with uh, the, the trade disputes we're having with China and some other countries. You know, right now, the administration, the Trump administration has implemented steel and aluminum tariffs as a way to kind of correct uh, the, the, uh, the, the trade imbalances in our nation for those two industries. Well, um, and p- producers here in this country, small business owners, corporations that use steel and aluminum as inputs into the, the products they produce, they're starting to feel that, um, that, that, that trade um, tariff. And so as a result, they're passing on higher prices to consumers. So as these tariffs start to have a bigger impact, a more widespread impact across the economy, I think that's also going to be an area where growth could be slowed down. And so, you know, when you look at trade, when you look at policies in general, you've got Great policies on one hand, cutting taxes, deregulation, that has really spurred businesses to hire more folks, to give out bonuses, um, to, to allow taxpayers to keep more of their money so that they can spend. But when you have other policies like, you know, tariffs, which we understand is being used as a tool for trade renegotiations, but at the same time, it can have a negative impact on consumers and the prices that, uh, that, that, that producers sell their goods at. So it's kind of that, that pull and push that's going on right now in the, in the, in the economy because of different policies. Yeah. Here's an interesting tidbit of information. You mentioned the housing market and uh, anybody who lives in an urban area can can appreciate that. I live in Denver, and earlier this year, one of the big news stories was that the average price of a home in Denver had surpassed half a million dollars. <laughs> That's the average home price <laughs> in Denver. Inventory is always very low. It's very tight. It's very hard if you're buying in. I happen to be a homeowner, so I'm not too upset about it. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly it's exactly how you described. Um, and and with interest rates being what they are and increasing. It's it's a tough time if you're trying to buy a house because, of course, you want to take advantage of the lowest interest rate possible before rates go up again. But if there's not a home on the market that you can afford, then that's a tough thing to do. Oh, and I also exactly. want to mention a, another area of policy um, just to, to chime in about this um, because we are seeing headlines right now. Uh, healthcare, of course, a very important economic concern for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, the administration just announced that at least for consumers who buy on the federal exchange, the premiums are actually going to decrease this year for the first time in many, many years. And the okay. average uh, average premium is going to go down 1.5%. 
Now, in the bigger context of, of health insurance costs, you know, there's a lot of people buying on the exchanges who have seen 20 and 30 percent increases for the past several years running in terms of their insurance costs. And so they're going to kind of scoff at this 1.5 percent decrease in price and say, well, you know, now that my premium has more than doubled over the last few years, it's not the relief that they're looking for. But certainly, you know, mm-hmm. we can point to some of the deregulatory efforts from the administration. I know I know they're working around the edges of a, of a bigger policy problem that they can't address without some congressional action. But I do uh, applaud the administration for trying to make health insurance uh, something more affordable, because like a mortgage, that's a monthly cost that's very serious for a lot of American families. Um, So I want to ask specifically, it wouldn't be a good Working for Women podcast if if we didn't talk about how women are doing in this economy. (laughs) Um, Anything specific that uh, women might be particularly interested in, economic headlines or news right now? Absolutely. I think two areas. Number one, Obviously, unemployment being so low, it's at a at, at a 65 percent, 65 year low. Sorry, of 3.6 percent. So, in the past 65 years, we have not seen as many women who are employed as we are today. That's fabulous. And and you know, of course, that me for for the 40 percent of American households where women are the sole breadwinners, this means that a woman can find a job, um, or move to a different, higher paying job to be able to take care of her family. You know, and then the second piece, which is really fascinating, is the fast growth of women-owned businesses. I mean, we are seeing, um, you know, something like 1,800 new businesses were created each day, each day, Hadley, um, in t- between 27 and 2018. So that's saying that women are confident about their ability to start their own businesses and see them grow in this economy. And that has to do with policies. That has to do with both uh, corporate or corporate and small business uh, tax cuts, but also deregulation. And so I think those are really strong, bright spots for women today, because it means not only can you find a job, but you can create your own job and then be able to hire people. Yeah. Working for women, indeed. <laughs> sounds like there's a lot of working women, <laughs> women who are hiring other women. Uh, so it's, it sounds like it's a good yeah. time uh, in the economy for both women and men. Uh, you know, maybe we'll make this the last question, sort of the kicker looking forward to um, yeah. an event, an event that's coming in the next couple of weeks, and that is midterm elections. Um, mm-hmm. How How is this economy going to play into this? Because I, I could see how, on one hand, if you're a Republican or if you're President Trump, uh, you got to be feeling pretty good about the, you know, sunny outlook for our economy. And you got to be thinking mm-hmm. about how the, the policies that he's put into place are a part of that. You got to be feeling pretty good. It never hurts an incumbent if the economy is doing well, certainly. Then on the other hand, when any issue is, um, is looking up or something positive going on, I don't think that elicits the same response as something really negative, right? So I wonder if, if it's something <laughs> that people are really thinking about, you know, as they're heading to the polls. What do you think? Well, you know, I think you have to split it up into two here. So you're you're looking at the the top of the ticket, so to speak, like the Senate races. I think the national economy plays a huge role in how people are viewing the senators, um, and and poten- potentially even members of of um, of the re- House rep- House members or uh, House representatives. Um, but at the local level. People are also going to consider, you know, how is their financial situation different um, and how have local policies also impacted that? So when we look at the, you know, generic ballot polling, that's generally whenever you hear about, you know, 
who's up and who's down in the polls. That is referring to uh, what how people could potentially or voters could potentially vote. Uh, and it changes every week. But generally, the top issues that are motivating um, women voters, female voters, as well as all voters, number one right now is healthcare. So I'm glad you brought that up, Hadley. Uh, earlier. Number two, it's the economy. And then number three, social security, interestingly. So, you know, I think it depends on how well conservatives or progressive liberals are able to message on either of those those issues. Immigration is also another uh, issue that's really important for men. Um, I, I, I think I won't make any uh, predictions on who's going to win and who's going to keep what what um, what what the House or the Senate. But I think it's important that as conservatives are pushing a message about, you know, the strong growth of this economy, um, the impact on the day to day lives. It's a re- it, it, you have to remind folks of what that means for you. That means that you are because of the policies that have been implemented um, under the Trump administration with a Republican Congress, you know, you're able to keep more of your your earnings. Um, We've seen changes in the tax code that support education, spending uh, individuals, families, investing in in homeschooling, investing in their children's education. Um, So there have been great uh, benefits that I think are, are important to remember. And then at the local level, you know, what needs to change so that you also don't see your tax dollars, you know, going out of the window um, because local and state taxes are too high. So I think keeping those in the back of your mind are going to, are going to be important. And, and of course, when it comes to midterm elections, local politics do matter. And so what's going on in your local, um, your, your local school elections or your local communities, what those issues are going to be. I do think, though, that there's nothing wrong with reminding Americans that their financial position is stronger, not because we have um, Washington heavy, top-down on tax and spend policies, but actually bottom-up policies that allow people to keep more of their earnings because they are the better stewards of their resources and certainly anybody in Washington. Yeah, it reminds me of a, a 1984 uh, Reagan commercial called Morning in America, a very popular political ad, but uh, the ad mm. says something like, you know, our, our, because of President Reagan, our country is prouder, stronger, and better. Why would we ever want to return yeah to where we were less than four short years ago, you know, so I guess people in every election <laughs> for a long time have sort of been looking at the economy and asking themselves, am I better off? You know, and I think that's what a lot that's of voters right. will be doing uh, going into midterms. So thank you so much, Patrice, for your time. I've really enjoyed our conversation. It's always nice to, to chat with you and, and check in and sort of look at how things are going for both women and men in our economy. Uh, it's certainly a, a very interesting time. And I'm sure folks who are interested in the election can check back at IWF.org org for our uh, input and our coverage and uh, this has been another edition of the working for women podcast patrice Awuka, a senior policy analyst at iwf has been our guest i'm hadley heath manning director of policy and we thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed listening to this podcast please give it a thumbs up share it on social media or stop by iwf.org for similar content